Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look, we had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, MaxFunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to MaxFunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration will open up on Black Friday, November 23rd, the day after Thanksgiving, at MaxFunCon.com. Hello and welcome to International Waters. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. California is home to not one, but two world-class cities. And no, San Diego, neither of them is you. (laughs) Los Angeles and San Francisco are both influential cultural hubs, so naturally a rivalry exists. San Franciscans regard Los Angeles as a shallow collection of strip malls where people have nothing better to talk about than traffic and celebrity sightings. L.A. thinks San Francisco is full of smug pseudo-intellectuals who think that the fact that they've read half a Malcolm Gladwell book and been to Burning Man makes them hot shit. (laughs) In recent years, both cities have been able to maintain a fragile truce built upon the bedrock of a single shared value, that New Yorkers sound ridiculous when they say their pizza's better because of their tap water. (laughs) In order to keep the peace between NorCal and... Sow cow. We're pitting comedians from both cities against each other in a stupid pop culture contest, which will, for some reason, solve the problem. It's International Waters, live from the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival. It's International Waters. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. As a native San Franciscan and a resident of Los Angeles, I'll be moderating today's contest. If you're wondering where my luxury recording yacht is, it's anchored just off the San Francisco Bay. In fact, if you listen closely, I think our onboard microphones can pick up the barking of the sea lions lounging near that place that sells clam chowder and bread bowls. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Let's introduce our panelists, playing for the city that's been home to luminaries ranging from Jennifer Jason Lee to Lee Majors. It's a comedian whose hit show, Lady to Lady, can be seen every month at the Little Modern Theater in Hollywood, California, Miss Barbara Gray. Barbara. Also representing the City of Angels, it's the co-host of the Jordan Jesse Go podcast, Jordan Morris. And, point of information, Jordan is the head writer of this program, but he has not seen tonight's questions. Playing for the... You know, to further clarify, I did write today's quiz, but I did it on shrooms. (laughs) 
So I don't know what's going on. Playing for the City by the Bay, one-fourth of the beloved sketch comedy group Casper Hauser and local health care provider Mr. <laughs> James Richmith. And joining James to represent what local rappers call the Suckafree is a writer and comedian who's part of the Femikaze sketch group and the proprietor of the Too Soon Show podcast. She also describes herself as a skeptic and agnostic and at least the second funniest transsexual you know, guaranteed. It's Natasha Muse. Natasha? Thanks for being here, everybody. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up that we like to call What's the Story? I'll be asking our panelists questions about a variety of recent pop cultural events. They'll be awarded two points for correct answers and one point for incorrect answers that amuse me. Since the Mission District hipsters have proclaimed buzzers totally played out, each team will buzz in with a word that they think best represents their city. Los Angeles, what short buzz-in word would you like to use? Hollywood. <sighs> okay. Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, how about we sing Hollywood like a show tune? It <laughs> might be a little complicated, okay. Jordan. Okay. Uh, well, here, how about this? I think, I feel like everybody's favorite celebrity sighting in L.A., everybody I know at least, is always really thrilled when they see Jeff Goldblum at a bank or something. How about our buzzing word is Jeff Goldblum? Sure. Right, let's go with Goldblum. Goldblum. It's short, Goldblum. it's pithy, yeah. absolutely. That, that definitely is it's the... short, it's pithy, it's Jewish. <laughs> he lives in New York. Um... <laughs> Does he? San Francisco team, what word best represents San Francisco? Uh, m- maybe in an homage to the festival, we should go for burrito. What do you think about that? I, I can't really argue with that. We should have done yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Now the, we could just say comedy, I guess. That would work too. Now yeah. the Los Angeles team wants to change theirs to slightly smaller burrito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, guys, get, get your buzz-in words ready. Here's your first question. Make sure and let me finish the questions. Sleeve-chewing Twilight actress Kristen Stewart gave a surprisingly potty-mouthed answer in an interview for Marie Claire magazine. When asked, are you happy... How did she describe herself? Goldblum. I didn't read this. All I'm going off of is potty mouth. So did she describe herself as a a cunt? (laughs) (laughs) The most innocent way you could ever say that. Jordan, it was very sweet of you to make that guess, and congratulations, you're absolutely correct. (laughs) She, hold on, I'm going to take this mic out of the stand and drop it, like Chris Rock. <laughs> she called herself a miserable cunt, although, to be fair, she also might have said marshmallow clown or something. It's hard to tell. She's super mumbly. <laughs> Two points for Los Angeles. Here's our second question. The National Enquirer has released a mugshot of a beloved rap star turned actor taken after a 1989 arrest for assault. Name the usually mild-mannered rapsman. Burrito. San Francisco. I'm going to say Will Smith. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Smith was released after a night in the cells when his alibi checked out. He had been chilling out, maxing, (laughs) relaxing, all cool, 
and shooting some b-ball outside of the school. <laughs> Zoo workers in China came up with what innovative way to make Tao Tao, the baby panda, feel at home? Burrito. Viagra? <laughs> it, don't they eat eucalyptus or something? I thought, I thought the question koala. was going somewhere else, and, yeah. and they did too. I, <laughs> right? Did you think it was about the parents and how to get them to have another baby panda? Um, that is incorrect, but I will give you a point the, that did amuse me. The Viagra does uh, make sure the bamboo shoots straight. So. <laughs> Southern California, you got a guess on this one? Um... Yeah, I mean, I got. I'm, I'm thinking of like what would make a panda feel at home, and I, I, I think, uh, I James. think you, hit, James, you hit on something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Say because it. pandas are famously sexless, so maybe to make it feel at home, it just had a panda couple that's decided to get into the wire, <laughs> and so they just sit around watching DVDs and don't There's touch each sweatpants. other. Yeah, they give it, panda sweatpants. They give it sweatpants. You guys have all heard about panda bed death, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, funny. that's all of those are incorrect. I will give you a point. I just, I love the wire, so a point for that. Um, <laughs> that they actually, the, the workers at, <laughs> this is amazing, workers at the zoo dressed as pandas themselves. Oh. Uh, things then got weird when they realized that what they thought was Tao Tao the Panda was actually Game of Thrones actor Peter Dinklage in a panda costume <laughs> just relaxing with a little furry cosplay. It turns out pandas yes. are a fictional construct. <laughs> it seems, yeah, it seems like these guys were just like furries who are like, this is our chance. We yeah. can go to work like this. We can always have boners. So you're saying winter wasn't the only thing that was coming. <laughs> yes, yes. It's weird that there would be nerds at a podcast taping. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Whitney and a guy in a panda suit is coming. <laughs> yeah. Whitney Houston's daughter Bobby has just announced her unusual engagement to whom? Burrito. Uh, a guy named Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> a Whitney Brown, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. I'll give you a point for it, Thank though. You. So, SoCal, you got a guess? Uh, Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually her foster brother, Nick. I know. Ask for comment. Annie Hall director Woody Allen said, Ew, that's kind of creepy. (laughs) What's the age difference? I... I, well, I mean, I, I don't think that's the salient issue here. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that's the core issue. At the end of the first round, our scores stand at three points for Southern California, two points for Northern California. Right. We're going to get into a quick fire round. The teams will have 30 seconds to answer as many fun facts about their opposing city as they can. If they don't know the answer, it's entirely possible that I will award points arbitrarily on the basis of having been entertained by their lousy answers. Uh, Los Angelinos, since you're the visiting side, we'll let you go first. Let's put 30 seconds on the clock and go. Yerba Buena, a Spanish name meaning good herb or good grass, was the original name for what place? 
uh, Cheech and Chong Drive. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a point. It's actually San Francisco. San Francisco is ranked fourth in the world for the number of billionaires that call it home. What are the three cities ahead of it? Uh, uh, du- what? D- Dubai, Atlanta, uh, <laughs> Cheech and Chongville. <laughs> That's incorrect. It's New York, London, and Moscow. What kind of cookie was invented in San Francisco's Japanese tea garden by Makato Hagiwara? Uh, fortune cookie. That's absolutely correct. Name a famous former inmate of Alcatraz. Uh, Al Capone? Nicholas Cage. Al Capone. <laughs> That's two points. Two points. What kind of coffee was invented in San Francisco's Cafe Trieste? Uh, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Irish coffee, but I'll give you a point. Let Timmy Smoke is a slogan in support of whom? Timmy from... Yeah, you know, Timmy. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, that San Francisco Giants pitcher Tim Lincecum after a sports question. Attorney blamed a five-game losing streak on cannabis deprivation following an arrest for possession. Riveted denim jeans were invented in San Francisco in 1873. They were aimed at members of what occupation? Gay. <laughs> sure, why not? Gold rush miners, but you got to figure they were gay. There's not a lot of ladies around at the time. <laughs> and that's time. That's a gay sex move, right? Panning for gold. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your score to nine points. Congratulations, guys. Okay. All right, we're ready. Let's kick ass. Northern California, you're now behind by seven. Your time starts... Now, within 10, how many days of sunshine does Los Angeles average per year? 182. Incorrect. 325. At over 4,000 acres of land, this is the largest municipal park in the nation. Incorrect. Griffith Park. There are more artists, writers, filmmakers, actors, dancers, and musicians living and working in L.A. than any other city at any other time in the history of civilization. Name three of them. Paris. Atlanta. And London. No, those are cities. I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point. The world's first circular office building, Capitol Records, was designed to look like what? A circle. (laughs) A stack of 45 RPM records. What famous TV opening sequence was filmed in the Santa Monica Mountains and not the mountains of South Korea? MASH. Absolutely correct. In the last 500 years, Los Angeles has been part of three countries. Name them. Mexico. Correct. London. United States. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. You left Spain out. What famous Los Angeles tar pit is the only excavation site in the world where the number of predators found exceed the number of prey? La Brea. La Brea. That's correct. Which of these was not invented in Los Angeles? The hula hoop, rollerblades, or the Barbie doll? The Barbie hoop. <laughs> the hula hoop. I don't know what the, the Barbie hoop. hoop could possibly yes, be. You do that's that's. It sounds like an IUD. That's actually it's. It's Ken's favorite dance. <laughs> it's actually rollerblades, which were developed by a place in Minneapolis called I kid you not Olay's Innovative Sports. That's our time. Uh, Southern California will exit this round with a two-point lead. That's right. That's right. It's International Waters, live from the San Francisco Burrito and Comedy Festival. Now we're going to play a game we're calling Bad Lyrics, Port of Call, New Orleans. (laughs) 
Both Los Angeles and San Francisco have produced some of the world's best musicians. And they've also produced their fair share of dum-dums. This round is about the songs from both cities with the most notoriously terrible lyrics. I'll read some of the lyrics, and then we'll play the song. Then you guys will have the opportunity to buzz in and tell us what band and song it is and from what city that band hails. I'll also be awarding bonus points for funny facts about the artist, whether or not they are actually true. Here's your four... Stop strategizing, Jordan. (laughs) We're we're just thinking about all the terrible bands that are from Southern California. (laughs) Yeah, we were listing them. Just brainstorming. Yeah. You were just singing that butterfly song, Come on Butterfly. <laughs> you know that song? I like girls but who wear Abercrombie. I know someone who lived across the street from those guys. Really? And he was like, hey, you guys want to smoke? And it was not marijuana, it was crack. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> talk about Crazy Town. That was the name of that band. When it came to crack, were they also one-hit wonders? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Here's your first lyric, folks. Streetlights, people. Living just to find emotion. Hiding somewhere in the night. Burrito. San Francisco. Journey. That's absolutely correct. What's the name of the song? Don't Stop Believing. You got it. You know any facts about Journey? Uh, it's an all-guy band. One dressed as an Indian. One dressed as a cop. <laughs> San Francisco's Pride and Joy. Here's lyric number two. Don't need money, don't need fame, don't need no credit card to ride this train. Goldblum. Huey Lewis in the news. Absolutely correct. Of San Francisco, yet another San Francisco. uh, Do we get a point for that? Yeah, you get a point for that. You get a point for San Francisco. You know the name of the song? The Power of Love. You got it. You know any cool facts about Huey Lewis besides the fact that my mother-in-law once ran into him at Starbucks? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Beth. Pete's. I don't have any... I, I have a dream that Huel Hauser and Huey Lewis will join up for a website called Hulu.com. <laughs> which will just be all videos. Representing the greatest regional celebrities <laughs> yes. of each of their respective yeah. regions. <laughs> you said Huel Hauser, and this audience of Northern Californians said, What? Missing out. That would have killed in L.A. That would have killed in L.A. Yeah, just so you guys know. I'll translate. Doug McConnell from Bay Area Backroads. Um, I'll give you guys a point for that. Here's our next lyric. I met this girl. Her name was Joan. She loved the way I rock the microphone. When I met Joan, I took her home. She was just like a doggy all on my bone. Burrito. San Francisco. African-American music. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was uh, hip-hop the song. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, an answer from the new mission. (laughs) I'll give you a point for that. Um, uh, I also would have accepted Band of Horses, I guess. Um, Southern California, do you know that one? Uh, I, I mean, I was, I, I was, I was going to guess Eskimo American music. <laughs> Dr. Dre, I have no idea. Oh, no. Ladies and... That's Short Dog. What? 
Right. Snoop, um, Too short with his hit Freaky Tales. Here's our next lyric. Oh, this is my shit. This is my shit. Let me hear you say, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Gold burrito. Oh, Southern California. Oh, man. That is Gwen Stefani's solo project? Absolutely. No doubt. Oh, shoot. I was going to say it. That's good. Uh, uh, Southern California native? Absolutely. Uh, random fact, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, Jordan, these facts don't have to be true. Oh, that's absolutely correct. Um, we have one last lyric, and I'm going to give this one my best dramatic reading. Someone left a cake out in the rain. <laughs> I don't think that I can take it because it took too long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no! Burrito. Northern California. MacArthur Park. Absolutely correct. Do you know the artist? It was by uh, MacArthur Bart. (laughs) (laughs) Local humor, ladies and gentlemen, not above pandering. Uh, I'm right there with you, Natasha. Thank you. You know, I I actually I know a fun fact about that song. Uh, That's actually a parody of Weird Al's Jurassic Park. That's worth a point. Uh, That was Richard Harris, a Southern Californian with MacArthur Park. At the end of that round, the score stands SoCal 16 to NorCal 11. And now is the time on the program where we welcome a special guest. This week, we're bringing in a legendary comedian and broadcaster. Besides being a fixture in North Beach, playing clarinet with the Big Money and Jazz Band, and a longtime DJ on KCSM, he's also one half of the amazing radio prank duo Coil and Sharp. Please welcome a genuine San Francisco legend, Mal Sharp. Mal Sharp, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. What a Look great at, audience. Listen to those pipes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, That's yeah. a professional radio personality <laughs> with a voice like that. I feel I like went, I should have a radio voice off with you. Just I oh. went to the Columbia. Oh. Gee, this, I think this is oh. low. You guys rigged this. Oh. Meow, 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 meow. I'm playing too. <laughs> <laughs> the kitten always wins. That's Jordan's system. Um, how are you doing, Mal? It's great to have you on the show. Good. I noticed, you know, that this is the Polish club, and I... Uh, I went to the restroom, you know, and over the urinal, you're usually in, in, in nightclubs and things like that. They have Playboy bunnies or people have written filthy things. Over the urinal here, they have a, an oil picture of the Krakow horse fair. <laughs> this is true. Talk about that. Underneath it says, for a good time, call. Yeah, yeah, right. Krakow six two nine. Well, I guess maybe a horse's stream is evocative. <laughs> 
It's a classy place. <laughs> yeah, it's very classy. It Who doesn't want to tell a horse stick joke in front of a painting of Woodrow Wilson? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes together like giant schwanzes and <laughs> the League of Nations. <laughs> you said that very well. Schwanzes. Oh, thank you. Is a good. Thank you very word. much. I did. Yeah. I did what I could with it. Yeah. Uh, um, you do play the clarinet, right? I didn't get that wrong. You did get it wrong. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's all right. You but were just too polite to correct trombone, me. The trombone. Which is a more amusing. Somebody went, oh. It's a, that was a big disappointment there. The only, <laughs> the only possible correct answer to me saying the wrong instrument and the right answer being the trombone is womp, 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 womp. <laughs> Um, but you've, you've lived in the Bay Area since the days that you were doing Coil and Sharp. And in right. fact, when I listened to Coil and Sharp put-ons, and for those who don't know, um, Mal and his partner James Coyle would go onto the streets of San Francisco in the early 1960s with what was then the like, smallest recorder you could use, which was how big? Like, it was a Mohawk tape recorder. It, was, it wasn't a real to It was about this big. And it had like a fishing reel inside with quarter-inch tape on it. It was like metal. And you kind of, when you opened the thing up, you, you had to rewind it. It could go forward, but it couldn't go backwards. And you, anyway, you when, had to hide it in a suitcase It was in a briefcase under my arm, you know. We would go into mortuaries and, you know, I'd put the briefcase down on the, on the, uh, on the mortician's desk and tell him my partner Coyle wanted to... Uh, we want to have a new funeral. He wanted to be buried and dug up to begin life again. You know, it, was like a, it was like a renewal. In fact, uh, a lot of things happened right in this neighborhood, in the Mission District. We walked all over San Francisco. And One of the stuff. things that's amazing to me about listening to the tapes is you did this in the early 1960s, before the 1960s had blossomed into the 1960s. Right. And I think that's part of the magic of these recordings, that you could say almost anything to people and you guys were wearing a suit and tie and in that context people seemed to be willing to go along with you yeah i mean people it was a much more naive time you know people uh you know would if you were a broadcaster or if you were asking questions they were you know open to you walking in the door and and saying something it was uh, one of my favorite recordings is you set it up as another in our series Job opportunities. Oh, yes. There's another in our series, job opportunities. Yes. And you start, you start pitching. You say, we, give a, we offer a random San Franciscan a job. Right. And you start pitching this poor guy this job. Some of the salient points of this, and he's on board the whole time. This guy wanted a job. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we told him it was down in a pit below uh, Market Street. <laughs> he said, that's okay. I don't mind that. We said there were bats down there. Uh, <laughs> you know, there were piranha fish in this, in this tank. He said, that's okay. He did. You know, we would k- try to keep building up these stories till they would finally say, no, no. You know what I mean? But this guy was like agreeing to everything. You know, we're going to tie you to a chair, you know, and drop you in the water. That's okay. That's okay. The, the special so moment finally, in this yeah. is when you introduce the concept that in the pit with him, uh, in addition to the bats and the piranhas and so on and so forth, will be maniacs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the maniacs will be climbing up your feet. That was the name of the secret. Maniacs are living hell. And the question, yeah. the question he asked when you told him that he would have to eat the bats for lunch was, well... Can I cook them in the flames? Yeah. We told him he had to cook the bat in the flames. 
And he said, that was the moment. He said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. That was the final <laughs> breaking point. <laughs> did, you yeah. ever, did you ever do anything where you were legitimately scared or concerned that something could actually go horribly wrong? No, but probably the, our most, uh, uh, you know, just weird moment was we went up on, uh, was it the flood building on Market Street? We went up to about the eighth floor. We were very well dressed. Uh, we went into this place and it was an employment agency. You know, there was a guy, a headhunter, and we went in. He was a guy dressed like you. And he said, what do you do? And Coyle, my partner, was very glib, said, you know, we've had a very successful career at this corporation, and we've done really well, and we've gone up the ranks, and we're really good at what we do. Coyle could just spin these yarns, you know. And uh, we're very good, and we, we've gotten all these offers, and maybe you can get us something better because we're just terrific talkers, you know? And the guy turned to me and he said, well, how do you feel about this? No, okay. I said, well, I really think, you know, this can be a terrific opportunity for us. You know? <laughs> I don't mean to denigrate anybody's uh, uh, speaking abilities. And at any point, it wasn't that that was funny, but the guy's eyes just popped out of his head. Like, who the fuck are these guys, you know? And it's one of those moments we just started laughing. And the more we were laughing among ourselves, and this guy was just staring at us, you know, and then it just kind of built up, and we ended up rolling on the floor on the carpet. And as you're down on the carpet in this guy's office up in the flood building in the eighth floor, you know, it's all quiet up there. Uh, it just was so infectious. We just got on our hands and knees and crawled out the door. And I have no idea what that guy ever thought of us, you know. Mal, since Coyle and Sharp were the early masters of street pranks and put-ons, we thought we'd have you ask some questions of our panelists about practical jokes. So, Northern California, Southern California, get your buzzwords ready. Mal, what's our first question? All right, here we go. Question number one. Celebrity pranker George Clooney did what to Ryan Gosling's pants on the set of Ides of March? Goldblum? <laughs> Peed in them? <laughs> you know what? You're not that far off. I'll, I'll give you a point for that. He actually put water on them so it looked like Ryan Gosling wet himself, which I think we can all agree is grade A comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. What George a sense Clooney. of humor George Clooney had, huh? You know Whoa. what everyone said? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, can I be friends pants? with you, George Clooney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think even though he looked like he had pissed his pants that night, Ryan Gosling still had one million sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he pissed his pants. <laughs> even the every piss woman. stain was like handsome. Right. So, like, just... right. And intense, too. Intense. <laughs> yeah, but also seemed fun. Seems, yeah. Sensitive, yeah, but yeah. fun. Approachable. Yeah. <laughs> Mal, what's our next question? Question number two, Jesse. I love doing this. Thank question you. number two, Jesse. In 1998, Burger King put on an April Fool's prank announcing what new product? Burrito. Yes. Uh, oh. No, it was not a burrito. No. <laughs> uh, they're going to uh, start serving food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, lobster or something? Seafood? Oh, I don't know. Lobster something? <laughs> That's what they just call it. Lobster That's something. That's neither a real guess lobster nor a burger. joke, lobster Barbara. Burger. <laughs> it was actually the left-handed Whopper, which I think we can all agree is George Clooney-level comedy. <laughs> <laughs> what's our, what's our next question, Mal? 
The next question, Jesse, is this 1938 broadcast caused mass panic when people believed it was announcing a real Martian invasion? Burrito. War of the Worlds. You're absolutely correct. Of course, now War of the Worlds is more famous as a Tom Cruise movie, and the stuff that Tom Cruise believes is way more terrifying. (laughs) I think of it as a Tim Robbins movie. (laughs) Mal? All right, question number four. This celebrity appeared on David Letterman with a big beard, talking about drugs and prostitutes, only to reveal it was a prank for a movie. Name the star. Bonus point for the name of the movie. Goldblum. Joaquin Phoenix? You're absolutely correct. It was Joaquin Phoenix. The film was oh. called I'm, I'm, not, still I'm Still Here. here. And wow. uh, the appearance on Letterman was called Tedious. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, it was mostly just tedious. What's our next question, Mal? Ah, uh, I started to fall asleep there for a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Falcon you. Heen. Is that, is that Yeah, I think name? so. Heen. Falcon Heen is better known as what boy? What boy? I'll start again. Falcon Heen is better known as what boy? My Ap- announcer is drunk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it in capital letters like I'm supposed to, you know. What the Don't. hell? I'm just doing what I, you know. Okay, here we go. Falcon Heen is better known as what boy after his parents faked his disappearance? Oh, uh, God, Goldblum. Casper Hauser. <laughs> no, it's not Casper I... Hauser, the ancient German feral child. <laughs> Northern California? It was uh, Balloon Boy. You're absolutely correct. It was Balloon Boy. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Which is also the dorkiest name for a superhero since Robin the Boy Wonder. <laughs> At the end of that round, the score stands Southern California, 18, and Northern California, 13. We're sticking with the prime numbers. (laughs) Absolutely. You didn't get a nerd laugh from that one. It's okay. Maybe Fibonacci sequence would have helped? (laughs) Mal, as a thank you for coming on our program, we like to offer our guests the gift of Career advice. Our panel of show business experts, standing right here, is ready to pitch you some potentially exciting new projects. And whichever project you like the best, that team will get 10 points. I'm going to throw 90 seconds on the clock. Southern California, what do you think Mal Sharp should do in the next phase of his now 50 to 60 year-ish long career? Well, it's, we're still going here. Go ahead. <laughs> I like your clock there. Thank Let's you. See, go ahead. Um, okay, so we're thinking Ashton Kutcher. You team up with him. New prank show. Yeah, you're kind of the masters of pranks. I mean, you were, you, know, you were the master of pranks in the 60s, yes, and yes. he was the master of pranks, you know, after that. Okay. <laughs> after you hung it up, Ashton Kutcher right, kind of picked right, up right, that, right, right, uh, right. You know, that thing that you hand off in a relay. Okay. Um, so we're thinking you go with him, but instead it's more old school radio pranks and you just play sounds to people. Like somebody will be walking along and you play the sound of them slipping on a banana peel. That's good. <laughs> or like, you know, like, yeah. a young couple, the sound of their baby crying and then stopping. Oh, that's... So then they think their baby's that's dead. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. then you just jump out and you're like, you just got... You got soundscapes. 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 <laughs> Your baby's dead. Yeah, Mal. No, your baby really is dead. <laughs> Mal, how yeah, you actually kill the but baby? But I'm on TV and my baby's dead. That's great. <laughs> this is yeah. 
I'm going to call that the soundscaped plan. Yeah, I, I don't understand the plan. Northern yeah. California. I don't think they do. Northern California. Uh, what is your suggestion Mal, for Mal say, Sharp? Mal, would you yes. say that you understand people? To a certain degree, okay. yes. I, I, I think that I see that in your work. Yes. Do you love animals? Be honest. Uh, no. Well, I, I mean, I don't have that's a big fine. relationship. We had a cat once. but the, uh, Then our I, idea I, is getting better and better as I we let, speak. You know, okay. <laughs> did you say you had a cattle prod? A cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, yeah, you, you don't love animals if you have one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. What did you say? I have a, what? You have a cat? I had a cat, cat briefly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was an outdoor cat. It died. He heard I mean, it. I'm not into cats. <laughs> it died of cattle prod wounds. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we want He's not really you. dead. Your dog is alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you feel about bees? How do I feel about bees? Mm-hmm. C's, D's, Don't C's, answer. F's. <laughs> okay. We would like you to be a beekeeper. Yes. Keeper. <laughs> I'd keep okay, so beekeepers are not the most social people. They're losing they actually, bees left and right. That's right. And there is a grant here in the city. They're building a building nearby. It'll basically be a residence occupied only by beekeepers. We'll have a colony of beekeepers. They need an beekeepers. on-site person who would basically be a therapist. He would keep the beekeepers, yeah. essentially. Yeah. They call it the hive. You would get housing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll be yeah, the king right. bee It's beekeeper. like an apartment manager job. <laughs> that's true. You would wear the thing on your head I, and the gloves, even though it wouldn't really be necessary. <laughs> Yeah. Just for esprit de corps. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they scare easily. Right, yeah. right, right, right. They that's really time, do. They like to time. dance. Yeah, right. Oh. That was, so, that was very good. Mal, Southern California suggests that you team up with Ashton Kutcher for a radio program. And I think that we can all agree that Ashton Kutcher's talents are perfect for radio, the medium where you can't see his beautiful face and where his brilliant talent can shine through. I think his offensive Indian character would work really well on radio. <laughs> um, and, and do a show called Soundscapes. Northern California thinks that you should be... Oh, it Soundscapes is uh, with a Z at the end. Oh, yeah, excuse yeah. Sorry, we, I know that was... We're past time, but that's important. And it also has two X's in the middle. It, right, yeah. Um, Presented isn't by that Ma- funny that LA people always think of a show? You know, you can't. <laughs> it's not like you, you have a career or any kind of life except that you have hey, a show. We're from Hollywood. <laughs> you know, it's like we a pilot. It. Yeah. The elevator pitch. Um, yeah. Northern California pitches you the idea of being a sort of apartment manager for a community of beekeepers, a job uh, they have decided to call Beekeeper Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> now. And that Thank has, you. Thank you. That has that has Z's just flying around. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of Z's. No, let's no, let's 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 fucking annihilate Southern California. Stop, uh, Mal. This is really getting exciting. Mal, you signed the release. Could you, could you give me a job too? We've got another one here. <laughs> well, I already gave you the job as my drunk announcer. So oh, okay. that's right. <laughs> Sadly, it is, Heen sadly is, it is unpaid. You'll be paid right. in free Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right. <laughs> um, our audience was also paid for that long applause break in free Pabst Blue Ribbons. I'd like to hear the seals again. Mal, I think... <laughs> Can we do that again? Ooh, ooh. Very That's sexy. Great. Look at their faces. They're so happy doing that. <laughs> 
What does you take do tonight? Much? They're living their dreams. Right. <laughs> we finally gave them permission. <laughs> going to bed tonight, going ooh ooh. You know, just, oh, you know what they're gonna they're gonna go to bed tonight, wondering what, what? can I do next. <laughs> <laughs> There's By gonna be themselves. four suicides in this crowd because they've already reached the apex of their lives. But in, also in nine months, there's going to be a lot of babies, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, Mal, if you sign... will be suffocated on your show. That, yeah. <laughs> right. It's a joke. We really just want to kill babies. That's yeah. the main... Mal, you signed uh, the release before the program, and that release also contractually obligated to pursue one of these options as the next phase of your career. Right. Which do you prefer? I got to say, I got to go with the beekeeper-keeper oh. thing, because... You know, I live, uh, I live in an apartment now that's swarming with cockroaches right here in the Mission District. Yeah. You know? I've really gotten used to it, and I think that I could bring the cockroaches over with the bees. It'd be, you could come and visit. Maybe sure, we could do the next not? show from there. The audience could come as seals. Absolutely. Uh, hell of a San absolutely. Francisco afternoon. Well, Mal, that's yeah. 10 points for Northern California, who have now taken a five-point lead. So congratulations to Just Northern California. Like <laughs> Just like that. You can hear Mal Sharp playing with his band, the Big Money in Jazz Band, every week here in San Francisco. You can also catch him on KCSM Radio. And if you want to hear more of Coil and Sharp, you can subscribe to our free podcast or grab the Coil and Sharp box set, which includes real audio of the time they got arrested while they were trying to do a prank. Out on Geary Street. <laughs> arrested at, on Geary Street, but not co- convicted. At coilandsharp.com. <laughs> Um, or in the Max Fun Store at maxfunstore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mal Sharp. Thank you, Mal. Thank you, Devin. One more seal. That's <laughs> good. See, the audience is getting soundscaped at home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm starting to understand how Arsenio Hall feels. <laughs> Sort of. I mean, sort of. Sort That's of. where he got that idea from, right? That sound? Yeah. I think so. uh, uh, right, right. You know, he's coming back to late night. Do you think we could pitch this to him? <laughs> Everything, yes. Yeah, he's, you know, he's out of touch these days. He doesn't know what's cool. We'll just tell him that cool young people are making seal noises instead of going like this and going, woo, woo. He should get a real seal on the show to do it. You know what? That is fun. That a is a seal fun sidekick. Full of show ideas. I know. Mm-hmm. That's Hollywood for you. You know that I'm not a producer, right? Right? <laughs> but someone out there must be. <laughs> By the way, uh, sorry I told you I was a producer when we slept together last uh, night. <laughs> and I found out afterwards. So. Northern... You did produce something, though, <laughs> in your defense. <laughs> he meant to say reproducer. Yeah. <laughs> With Northern California now holding a five-point lead in this exceedingly vulgar edition of International nah. Waters, we come now to the final round. The winner of this round, of course, receives 1,000 points, <laughs> making all of the rounds up until now completely irrelevant. <laughs> hey, audience that paid $7 to see this, bet you feel like chumps, huh? <laughs> This game is called In Defense. Each team will have just 60 seconds to leap to the defense of a cultural force that is widely considered to be bad or weak or, in some cases, even sucky. The best defense, as judged by me, will receive the points. 
San Francisco, you're the home team. You're going to go first. You'll be defending Pier 39. <laughs> Once an important nautical hub, this tourist trap is now a horrific barrage of chain restaurants and souvenir shops. San Francisco, you've got 60 seconds. Defend Pier 39. So tourists come from all over the United States to San Francisco, which is basically a crazy place in their minds. Like, they don't understand. There's all kinds of transsexuals, and <laughs> at least one. There's different people from, they don't understand different colors, and there's weird sexualities going on. Where's the one place that they can go while in San Francisco that feels like home? <laughs> Pier 39. <laughs> it's like a little America inside of San Francisco. <laughs> It, it, it allows them to visit San Francisco without visiting San, San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> it lets them feel like a safe place where they can still be themselves, unbuckle their belts, and just let the grease slobber down their chins. That's time! That's time! That's time! <laughs> Los Angeles, you'll be defending the Venice Beach Boardwalk. <laughs> Once a proud outpost of something sort of resembling counterculturalism, it's now a bizarro tourist spot, best known as home to over 10,000 glass pipe vendors and North America's last remaining population of rollerbladers. <laughs> Team Southern California, you've got one minute to defend the Venice Beach boardwalk. Okay, so I think we can all agree, it's kind of a bummer when you see a homeless person, right? You get a little bit sad, it seems like they're sad. Not on the Venice Beach boardwalk. Uh -uh. These people are stars. They're in a show, in their brains, they're playing the guitar, they're doing cartwheels, they have a dog that's riding another animal. And they're riding a skateboard at the same time. Always something on wheels, always going, always entertaining, always happy. Yeah, I mean, people are happy about, there. think about, I mean, seeing a homeless person just, I mean, just will, will, will ruin your day sometimes. It makes you think about your own mortality. But when you're at Venice Beach, you're like, oh, that looks fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're loving it. And also free rap CDs. All the free yes. rap CDs you could ever want right there at your fingertips. Don't even have to pay. You don't have to do anything. That's and bomb stores. That's time. A spirited defense based on the inarguable premise that homelessness ain't that bad. <laughs> well, I've heard two great arguments for two great slash nightmarishly awful places. Um, and Southern California, I was very impressed that you managed to turn around um, the sadness behind homelessness and turn it into the mirth of dogs on skateboards. Mm -hmm. um, however, I am a native San Franciscan. We <laughs> are in San Francisco. And I'm concerned about a lynch mob. <laughs> so I've got to go with 1,000 points for Northern California. We have no chance here. <laughs> you guys would have lost in L.A. too. <laughs> you can make a show about it. To be fair, they would have, if we were in L.A., they would have left three quarters of the way through. <laughs> Got to beat the traffic. I'm tallying the points. It looks like Northern California has a thousand and some points. 
And Southern California has about a thousand points less than that. Our winners are Northern California. Perhaps they can celebrate by going from one place to another by walking, thus blowing Angelino's minds. <laughs> Goodbye. Listening to International Waters with me, your host Jesse Thorne. Playing were Jordan Morris and Barbara Gray for Los Angeles, James Richmond and Natasha Muse for the Bay Area, with very special guest Mal Sharp. The script written by Sarah Morgan with additional material from Jordan Morris and our producer Colin Anderson. Thanks to Amin Mobari and all of the folks at the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival. We'll see you next time, San Francisco. 